Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Well, persistent drought condition and above average water use means Metro Vancouver will soon move to stage two water restrictions. Uh, the restrictions w- which will pro- which uh, prohibit all lawn watering will come into effect on Friday, August 4th. Uh, since the start of, of May, water consumption across the region has been about 20% higher than it was last year. Joining me to talk a little bit about the, the Stage 2 water restriction uh, is George Harvey, who's the Mayor of Delta and Chair of Metro Vancouver's Board of Directors. George, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you, and I really feel for the fairies. I just continue to have bad luck. Yeah, yeah, you. I know. I'm sure you've been stuck many a time. This I certainly have. It's it's not a fun feeling. It just. Uh, I wish fairies would just get over this whatever bad spell they're going through. Uh, maybe they're getting it out of their system before the BC Day long weekend. But uh, hopefully, it's it's temporary and can be dealt with very quickly. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the stage two um, conversation here. Was this a difficult decision? I'm just curious as to the process. Uh, the the GVR sorry the Metro Vancouver goes through in its water committee to make this announcement. No, it's, it's uh, been planned and we've been watching uh, the consumption. As you mentioned, uh, we're up over 20% higher than last year and the weather forecasts are continue for warm, dry weather. The actual decision is made by the commissioner, our CAO, Jerry DeBrahoni, uh, in accordance with policies approved through Metro. Uh, but the biggest thing, Jazz, is uh, we want to ensure that we don't have to go to stage three. And by doing this, uh, we hope to get through a time in order that we get back to the October and late September, perhaps, and where we have the rains coming to replenish our supplies. What is stage uh, three? What does it look three like? Stage three basically is stopping everything, uh, including washing cars and uh, commercial activities. Uh, it's much more strenuous. Uh, but in this case, um, when you look at what happens right now is... 50, or more than 50% of our drinking water is used for outdoor watering purposes. And by putting stage two in place in a week, um, I'm confident that that will really help us get through the rest of the dry season here. Mm-hmm. I, I'm curious. So, sorry, go ahead. So it's 50%. Now, watering lawns is a huge consumption of our water. So by taking this action now, it's important that we reserve our supply in our reservoirs in order that we can get through this dry spell because it looks like it's going to continue. Uh, is there a breakdown? Would you have the breakdown in regards to just how water is used in our region between residential, municipal, commercial, agricultural, industrial? Like, would you have a rough, rough breakdown? I'm just curious. Uh, no, I, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, I know our staff do have that effect, but again, uh, it's all drawn by the same sources. It's, it's drinking water, mm-hmm. and uh, we we need to protect that. But again, uh, our biggest focus right now is starting is you know restricting the use. To, well, especially watering our lawns. It's not essential, and but it can continue ensuring our water supply stays is essential. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much of this? I mean, I, I I did speak to Malcolm Brody a few weeks ago, and I know Richmond is under water metering. Uh, Vancouver is, I believe, Surrey is as well. Uh, I know in the city of Delta, um, where I live, as well. Uh, you know, I. You know, I, I, my water usage, I can tell it. The bill comes in, I think, every three months or four months. Um, but not all municipalities in Metro Vancouver have water meters. 
Do you think that's part of the problem and that, you know, if, if, if you know you're going to use water and you know what it's costing you and it depends and that consumption pattern is monitored and it shows up on your bill, it does impact usage and how you consume things. Do you think that's part of the challenge here that some municipalities have not moved towards water metering and they're getting away with uh, a lot more than uh, communities that have actually made that jump towards water metering? Yeah, I think watering, personally, I think in Delta, we're uh, trying to do as many water meters as we can. Of course, all the new buildings, new construction, they all have uh, water meters as a requirement. Uh, but slowly we are moving forward and getting more of our of our city involved in so far as being metered. Again, I think cons- you know, the user should pay, consumption of it should be paying for itself. Um, but I think the biggest problem that we have here is our generous use of water. And uh, certainly people think that we can turn the tap on at any time. Uh, we're trying to improve our communications to show people that this is a valuable resource and not one that actually just has endless use. But again, it's, uh, we need to move forward, which we will in a week, to stop you know, the outdoor watering of lawns, especially, and other, other restrictions. And I see, I see these, with the exception of outdoor watering of lawns, the others are pretty Pretty, not that hard to follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can still continue to save, you know, work on your garden and so far as hand uh, sprinkling your plants and, uh, and flowers. Uh, I think that people find that extremely important to do. But if we can get a good uh, concerted effort amongst all our users to stop watering their lawns, uh, that'll take us into a very good step towards September and October. Uh, George, we're adding, depending on the year, depending on immigration policies, fifty to 100,000 people to this province every single year. We are expecting uh, another million people here by 2050, probably another 300,000 by the end of this decade. Um, no amount of conservation is going to uh, help us when it comes to dealing with another million people here. What are the plans for uh, our reservoirs and and dealing with a significant increase of our population from 2.7 million to 3.7 million potentially by 2050? How do we deal with our water issues then? What kind of planning is going on now? And, and is there any sense of cost in regards to a new reservoir or, or upgrading the present reservoir? Yes, it's so important that we ensure and work forward in Metro Vancouver to have an adequate water supply, and we, uh, you know, that we need to ensure that appropriate infrastructure is in place to meet those future drinking water demands, and they're going to be high demands too. Uh, but we are working right now with regards to planning for a Quitlam Lake water supply project, and that is the most important project we have now for ensuring that we have that water for the future drinking water. It allows us to access additional water supplies from Coquitlam Lake. Uh, that planning, as I mentioned, is currently underway. We expect construction to start in the late 2020s with completion in the late 2030s. Again, these projects are massive. They're not, not Everything on Metro is in billions of dollars, as you know, and significant tunneling in order that we can connect a supply. Any idea what the cost project. is for that particular project right now? I know it's early stages, but roughly how much would that cost? No, it'll be in the billions for sure, and uh, I don't have those costs in front of me, and, and that's what we're waiting at the board is to get regular reports as to what the planning process, but there's a lot of consultations, consultations with First Nations that are involved, so it is take does take time, but it's an active project of importance to the Metro Vancouver board. And so just to confirm finally here, it's residential watering, so let's say a, a golf course, they're still left alone, so because it is a commercial, um, uh, uh, commercial entity, it'll be left alone? Uh, the fairways and golf courses can be watered anytime for one day in a seven-day period. 
Okay, one day. All right. Uh, now, you know, we, you know, the Tawasson Springs here, I get phone calls all the time. Uh, why are you allowing watering on Tawasson Springs? Well, they do not use city water uh, for the watering of the fairways. It's, it's a source within the irrigation system that they have here, uh, but they invested uh, to get away from the municipal water system, and it's actually been extremely uh, cost effective for them. Well, they've so, been uh, thinking ahead, that's overall, for sure. Yeah. Overall, the golf courses are subjected to just one day for the fairways and a seven-day period. Okay. George, thank you so much. Uh, I know you're very busy. I appreciate you, you touching base, base with us and informing our audience. Thanks so much. Have yourself a great weekend. You too. Thank you. And anytime.